Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BYW exclusive. I'm Nicole Little. I've had many chances to make my mark on the backyard wrestling world, but I know everyone's beginner's experience is different than mine. With that being said, I've asked numerous people to be guests on this podcast, and I want to welcome Samuel Clowney. Thank you for agreeing. Well, hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for um, you know agreeing to be here. I really appreciate it. I'm a huge fan. Um, Try not to fangirl right now. Not even gonna lie. <laughs> trust me it goes both ways (laughs) well thank you um so i i say this to everybody because i'm a little late in the game of um watching a lot of backyard wrestling so i was introduced to you um at a very unfortunate time um and i I was very sad (laughs) i'm not gonna mention it right now because i have a question about it but um how are you doing as to, um, you know, the whole, your shoulder injury and everything? Like, how are you recovering? Um, I seen you at the Crossfire event with uh, TBW and DSW. Oh, yeah, that was a great event. Honestly, going into it, I didn't know how my shoulder was going to handle up, hold up at least. Uh, going through the match, it definitely hurt. But overall, it felt okay, and uh, I decided to – I guess overall, go without surgery on my shoulder. Because with the sh- with shoulder surgery, it would take about four to five months for recovery time. And that's just some time I didn't want to waste. Just sitting around, waiting for everything to get better, especially with this new mindset I've kind of set myself in. Uh, I just couldn't sit around. So I decided to go right into physical therapy, uh, worked a little bit on myself, and just did all the research I could to work on my shoulder. And now it's gotten to the point where I'm back into full weight lifting. I'm back into just about everything, about 90%. Uh, last week was not fun. I uh, t- popped my shoulder back out of place, uh, sleeping on it the wrong way. So I guess that's the biggest thing, yeah, is uh, it's super easy to pop out now. I can pop it back in, but popping out is just something that's going to be a common thing from what I can tell from kind of the rest of my life. Right. Um, so I, I heard the news that you were assigned to TBW. Um, yes. Obviously, um, with me being introduced to you so late in the game, um, I tried my best to keep up and uh, go back and watch all your stuff in DSW. But um, what are your initial thoughts on uh, Dak Ryan and uh, TBW uh, extending their hand out to you and uh, signing you to TBW? Um, I guess that kind of has to go back a little bit. Uh, back when we were first starting DSW, we, uh, we were watching other companies to figure out what do we think we want DSW to be? What kind of measure do we hold ourselves up to? And... One day, I can't remember who came across it, one of us came across the TBW. We started watching it, and I'm going to tell you right now, I fell in love with their ropes. Like, I couldn't figure out how they did their ropes, but I wanted their ropes. (laughs) (laughs) That was the big thing I always wanted. And uh, I never figured it out in the end of the day, but we we decided we wanted to be like them. And when time came around and they invited us to the crossover event and everything, crossfire event, it was awesome getting to meet the guys and talk to them. It it felt like it felt like 
the home of DSW without being DSW. And when I decided to retire from the whole DSW stuff and all, and just wrestling in general went over there, I was just like, I felt very at home there, if that made sense. Totally. I just once they offered me a contract because I was technically not signed to either DSW or TVW. I was on my own, and they reached their hand out, and I was excited to take this next step in my journey. But it doesn't ever feel like I'm leaving home. Um, I'm really excited to see what you're gonna do in TVW. Um, like I said before, I'm a huge fan. Um, I think what you do in the backyard is um amazing um my company gsbw is over with um and being a free agent maybe just maybe we can meet up um (laughs) (laughs) you know um i have my past with injuries and and whatnot and i know what it's like to uh be put on the shelf and to have to retire um but I also know what it feels like to to be brought back to uh, make my return. And, you know, I think what you did at the Crossfire event just shows how much dedication you truly have. And um, not from a fan, not from a wrestler, but just person to person. I appreciate everything you've done in backyard wrestling. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So... I think what everyone, including myself, is wanting to know is how exactly you got started in backyard wrestling. Um, Can you tell the fans how you got started in backyard wrestling? All right. Well, this is going to – this is pretty – actually really funny how we got introduced to uh, wrestling because it's not just backyard, but it was wrestling as a whole. I got introduced to it all at once. Right. When I was – I'm very, very late to the wrestling game. I'll say because everyone you talk to, like I was listening to your podcast with Dak, which was amazing, by the way. I, I made a tweet about it because I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but uh, I like with Dak and them. They've been watching wrestling their whole life. They grew up on it, and they realized, and they knew it was a passion in their life. See, my dad and everyone they knew the Attitude Era, and being from a very strict family, they just assumed the Attitude Era stayed. So I was not allowed to watch wrestling growing up. And I watched my first ever wrestling event when I was 16. So, yeah, just almost three years ago. Not even three years. I was uh, at Hunter X's uh, birthday, and we were all hanging out. We we were all being really close and everything. And uh, I was walking by as Hunter and Tyler Lee were sitting in a room and I heard them talking about who was winning and I was really confused. And so I walk in, I ask them, Hey, what, what are you guys talking about? And, uh, they go, Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Cause you know, wrestling is not something everyone's super proud of at first. It's uh, a, yeah. it's kind of like one of those, uh, and I used to, I thought of the name and I just dropped it. <laughs> Guilty pleasures. There yeah. we go. <laughs> one of the guilty pleasures but i i pursued a little bit a little bit more and uh they told me about this backyard wrestling thing thing they did called um ucw that wasn't filmed at all that was just this kind of 
thing they did for fun in the backyard to wrestle. And I, uh, I, my whole goal in life, uh, this is, I've wanted to be an actor all my life. Right. And that, that continues now. I'm right now I'm making plans maybe to move out to LA pretty soon. So that's, that's a big step for me. Uh, but acting has always been a thing of mine. And so when they were talking about wrestling, I was like, that's a lot of acting. I'll, I'll, I'll try that. Why not? It, it could teach me a couple new lessons. And next thing you know, I watched uh, NXT take over Brook, not Brooklyn, uh, Dallas, where the match I fell in love with, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. That was one of the first ever matches I watched. And I kind of just fell in love with wrestling at that moment. And it, I tried to do more research and do more into it because I just kind of felt this passion for it. And I'd come into the backyard with them and I'd train, I'd work. And I mean, I'm definitely not at, uh, I'm not definitely not at the point where some of these guys are who've been doing this their entire life. But I think I've come pretty far in the just about three years that I've been wrestling. And definitely. Um, uh, if you guys haven't already, you need to go and check out TVW. Um, you can also go and check out DSW on YouTube. And if you haven't, go and follow Sam on Instagram and Twitter. I will have his link to everything in the description on our YouTube channel. Um so, of course, um, I'll be stating this all night. I'm so upset that I was introduced to you at so late in the game. <laughs> I mean, I'm over here like, okay, yeah, I'm, an, I'm a backyard wrestler. Um, I know that backyard wrestling companies exist, but um, I never really watched any other product because I knew that there were better people out there. Um, and I didn't didn't want to be in the shoes that I was five years ago, um, where I wasn't allowed to wrestle because I'm a girl, and I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, they have a girl. That's that's cute. Does she wrestle?" Um, so going along with that, obviously, um, catching your career so far from DSW and now TBW. Um, can you give a rundown on your accomplishments in DSW? Ooh, that's, mm, that's, that's, <laughs> a, I don't know there. Uh, my accomplishes, accomplishments, I came to speak. Accomplishments. I don't know. I guess that was a big, uh, this kind of goes into this overarching thing, but mainly what I've done in my career is we started the DSW back in October of 2017 and I was in the first ever tournament to crown the DSW champion and I wasn't successful then, but I ended up taking on Hunter X at that pay-per-view instead. And one of the most painful matches I think I've been in to this day. Uh, there's a, there's a spot in that match. I don't think I'll ever forget it. There was a uh, chair laid down in the middle of the trampoline. ring and I was set up over it for Hunter X finish, which is uh, the curb stomp. Yeah. And he was coming across for it. And I don't know what happened, but he might have been a little excited. I'm not, I'm not sure. But 
he slammed my head into the chair. Oof. Just full force. And luckily that was the finish. <laughs> but I was I was definitely dazed at that moment. Um but that was that was a really fun match I had. Uh continuing on, I fought some I had some other feuds and matches until I got a chance at the DSW title against my best friend Tyler Lee in a 15 minute Iron Man match. Which I, I that was a fun match. That was a really good match to do where I got to face him kind of as equals. It was two friends going in there for a competition. But by the end of the night, I came up not one second short. I'm still pissed about that one second. <laughs> he would not stay down. It was one to zero. I finally do. I finally I just hit him with everything I had. I pin him. And as the hands come down for three, the time ran out. I was so upset. I I would have been too, definitely. Uh, and then going into I fought in the Hellyard Gauntlet, came close, but again not there. Okay, you know how I said that Hunter X match was probably the most painful. Yeah. Take that back. My Wrestle War match was my most painful. If if you haven't seen that, that's one I highly suggest going to watch. Because I die. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just die. The, the guy is Jerry the Giant. He's a big dude who will destroy you. I was... I remember there's one part. The camera uh, ran out of memory. So part of the match is missing. And the part of the match, that part, is uh, he gets me up from a... I had him a guillotine. And he get, turns it into a jackhammer. And slams me on the ground, and that was. Oh God! Yeah, that was that was definitely one of my favorite matches. Was against Jerry, and brutal beatdown. Then going into uh, the summer, I got. I guess the best word was possessed. Uh, by this guy named what was his name? That's gonna upset upset me that I forgot it. I got possessed by this dude essentially, <laughs> um, and I ended up working with him for a while. That's where a lot of uh, the crazy came from, right? And people really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed that. That was because throughout the rest of my career, I felt like I was missing something. And that's kind of how I've always felt when it came to wrestling is that something was missing. And when I started going that kind of craziness, part of that was filled. There was still a part that didn't that felt missing, but part of that was filled. And going in going through that and going through the crazy, I kept kept going through that until I faced Tyler Lee where my shoulder injury happened. And that was essentially my career leading up to my torn labrum. <laughs> um, I can relate to you on uh, so many parts of your career story. Um, I've been wrestling for five years. Um, and when I first started, I was, um, it was about five and a half years ago. Um, I could only be a manager for my brother because the company that we were in, um, you probably heard uh, Dad Brian talking about it. Uh, I wasn't allowed to wrestle because I'm a girl. 
Um, That's just dumb. <laughs> you know, I agree. Um, but at the time, I was like, you know, it's probably, um, you know, best for me because these guys were wrestling for like six or seven years. And um, like at the time, I was only 15. So I guess I could kind of see why um, they said no. But at the same time, the way they worded it was uh, just off. But when I first started wrestling, um, obviously, I was nervous. Um, I just didn't know if I actually belonged in wrestling. Um, Until I kind of flipped the switch. And um, I have this sort of like um, second persona to me that I um, like... I lean more towards today than I ever have, where um, I kind of go into this Harley Quinn type stage where I'm psychotic, where I get the job done, I don't care who I hurt, and like when I flipped that switch, I was like, this is definitely me, Um, and it wasn't until September of 2018 when I won my first world title. I was like, you know, this void that I had in my wrestling career is actually filled. Um, So I I think that we are sort of the same person here. um, (laughs) Just just a little bit. Just just a little bit. Um, I mean, I didn't have a shoulder injury, but, uh, you know, my career stories, you know, uh, it's got its its days. And and let's, uh, (laughs) fun fact. I don't, I don't have a shoulder injury, but um, I do have a joint disorder. Ooh. Um, and I, I do have an internal bleeding disorder. And that the whole process of me uh, determining whether or not I should still wrestle was hectic. I was out for um, three to five months because my parents obviously were like, Nicole, no, don't wrestle. But um. Wrestling is obviously a big part of um, your life and my life. And um, backyard wrestlers today are more united than um, ever before. Um, I mean, I never would have thought that um, myself, I don't think that I would ever venture out and meet people like you, um, Dak Ryan and the MEVW guys, if it wasn't for backyard wrestling. Um, so going along with that, what would you say is the best part of backyard wrestling as a whole? Uh, all right. That's a, that's a big bombshell there. Mm-mm. I guess the best part has to be. the passion you can find because that was that was a big thing that that was probably in I, going back to the crossfire event because that's that was that's a big pivotal moment in my career there yeah because i had decided that along with my shoulder injury i had had problems with people who had been in dsw and some are not there most of them are not there and, and the people that are there, we fix the problems, but we were having problems at that time. And I, uh, I felt done with wrestling. I didn't want to wrestle anymore. It kinda, I was just 
I used to watch WWE and New Japan, all that. I was done until I got a call about that Crossfire event. And then going there and seeing the passion that Johnny had and Dak had, and it just relit this flame in me. And I think that's my favorite part is you can talk to these people and meet these new people and they've got such a fire and passion. They know what they want. And of course you're going to find your jerks or your guys who are in it for uh, whatever they can get for heat. But Overall, that passion can find in this community, I feel like it's one of the pivotal things because you will always find support in pushing each other forward. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that, that um, uh, the passion that we find throughout all the backyard wrestling companies uh, unify um, every backyard wrestler and make us into one big happy family. And um, Even that's, punching each other in the face. Yeah. Hey, I love you, but I'm going to punch him in the face today. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're sounding like brothers and sisters. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Crossfire, um, you made your return um, at the TBW versus DSW Crossfire event where you faced um, Johnny Blade. Um, Mm -hmm. How does it feel to step back into the backyard after being gone for so long? As I said in the match, for the first minute or so, very rusty. <laughs> I uh, I felt really it felt weird getting back in there, and again with the passion, I was feeling that fire starting at the beginning of the match. Um, so I was just now like starting to feel it again and getting the hype there, and it was just stepping in that ring. It helped me f- start morphing the thoughts and feelings that I've had and moved it into the ring into a story that I really wanted to tell. So I guess stepping in the ring was just, it felt like a really big output to me stepping into it again, creative and emotional output. Definitely. Um, you, you may have thought that you were a bit rusty, but, uh, I think that, um, anyone who's watched that event can agree with me. Um, you looked like you, like, honestly, you didn't miss a beat. You were there for it. You were on top of your game, even when you were hurting. And um, that dedication um, and that passion and that strive to, um, you know, bring forth what you're really made of, it's hard to find. And um, I, I was honestly in shock. I heard your theme song and I was like, mom that's Sammy. <laughs> and she was like well that's good <laughs> and i was like mom get the camera <laughs> i was i was literally just on the edge of my seat and that that's hard for me to say because not a lot of moments um here recently have got me on the edge of my seat but when i tuned into crossfire and they were just like you know it's not tyler <laughs> i was like <laughs> That's cool because I know that that's Samuel Clowney. And like, honestly, um, it it was just, it was groundbreaking for um, not just DSW, um, but TBW and that whole event to have you show up um, not at 100% and still put on 
one of the best matches that that, that show had. Um, round of applause. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I obviously enjoyed the entire event, but I think that that moment when um, the commentators were just like, well, that's not Tyler at all. I was just like, holy crap. Like, um, nothing ever big happens like that um, in backyard wrestling that I've watched. And to um, be a part of that, to um, be able to watch that, it was it was historical, um, and I, I can go all day, um, I can't <laughs> it, but let, let's just <laughs> ask some more questions, and then, you know, we'll just chat it up, but, um, all right, sounds good, sounds good, um, so with you being signed to TBW, um, what are your dream matches specifically, um, uh, for TBW superstars? <sighs> I mean, if I name all of them, does that count as cheating? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me versus Dak and me versus Tyler, those are two really big matches that I feel like I could get a lot out of. Dak is just a all-around one of the best performers in backyard wrestling. I just You just see him and you see a star. He He's going to be a star someday. I have no doubt about that. Definitely. And so being able to step into a ring with him and see what he can do athletically and with his wrestling mind is amazing. Cause I'm, I would like to say I'm a good wrestler, but most of my wrestling, I feel like comes from my understand my acting background, my understanding of character work and how to use my emotions and pain to tell a story. Right. Dak, he can do that, but he can also follow up these flips and just insane athleticism that is not really top in the backyard community. And so I feel like it's a big dream match. And kind of the same thing with uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Green. He's he's a little bit more like me, though. I feel like some of his – I love his character work. I love what he can do with a story. So um, I feel like Dak and I could tell a great story, but Tyler Green and I, we're gonna we're gonna write a whole novel when we step between those ropes. Definitely, um, I personally um, think that everyone in uh, like everyone that I've talked to or I've met from any backyard wrestling company, always their number one person to face is Dak Ryan. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of a kind um but to give credit where credit is due um i obviously would love to have a match with the samuel Clowney. Um, oh well, thank you <laughs> hopefully get my name out more i feel like that's the biggest thing with me is i feel like i'm one of the more i don't want to say underrated but under gone under the radar yeah I feel like that's kind of where I fit is I can, ha- I've been putting on these matches that I feel like have been good to actually really good, but it seems to always just go under the radar by that just one match, either whether it be uh, a Tyler Lee versus Hunter X or a Dak Ryan versus Ken Havoc. Yeah. It always feels like I'm falling to that second place thing. And I, I just can't wait for my opportunity to go up into first place. 
Definitely. And I think that with everything that's happening in 2019 uh, with TBW, um, the opportunity is knocking. And, um, you know, not to uh, fangirl, but uh, I'm your number one fan. So, uh, (laughs) yes. When, when you when you get there, number one, be like Nicole Little. Hey, <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um. So yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we, we just had to have a quick break, you know. Just just uh, had to get a quick drink real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, as I was saying, um, on September the nineteenth of twenty eighteen, um the DSW fans and everyone else who uh, tunes into DSW. Um, uh, we got a career tribute video that was uploaded um, where you announced your retirement. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm going to say this one million more times. <laughs> get this point of cross that I'm a huge fan of yours. I was, I was devastated. Um, just being introduced to you when I was watching um, you grow as a superstar and to have um, been there when you had to retire, um, it, it took its toll on me. Um, and I could imagine, um, I could only imagine how you felt. Um, I enjoyed every match you were in and to see such an amazing career such as yours, um, be put on the shelf uh, due to an injury. Um, I was quite literally in shock. So can, can you explain how you were feeling when this all came about? Oof. Well, when uh, the injury, when I found out about the injury, I was also in the middle of playing football. And with re- and wrestling and all this other stuff that I had going for me at that time. Uh, plus, I just hit my second wind of working out more and losing weight, and it was a big hit to the gut. Uh, when I went to the TOC, I got it checked out, and they're like, yeah, you have a what they call a shot tear. It's essentially most tears are in the back of your labrum when you have a labrum tear. Mine's at the very top, right next to the bicep. So... It not only affected my shoulder, but it affected my bicep and my whole arm kind of in general. And it was pretty devastating to hear, knowing I wouldn't be able to do my senior year of football and knowing that I would be out of wrestling for who knows who knows how long. It was uh it was really hard for me to hear. And then coming back and then talking about doing a uh, injury angle or all that. And again, going back to what I was talking about earlier with just not feeling it. I just didn't feel that passion for wrestling at that time. So I decided I just wanted to do a retirement angle. I wanted to just say I was done and then go on from there. And it was a really tough decision. I I think uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done, not only because of the injury, but just kind of deciding that I wanted to be done with wrestling. It's a really, it was a really rough week. <laughs> I, I bet. Um, 
I, I was a part of um, my brother's retirement speech. Um, uh, he wasn't injured, but he was just done in general with wrestling. And I think the worst part from a fan's point of view is to um, be looking up to someone and then not knowing exactly what they're going through but um, still feel it on some sort of molecular level. And um, I mean, I, I felt it. Um, I, I could literally go get my mom right now and be like, mom, tell the world what a crybaby I was when I was watching that tribute video to Samuel Clowney. And yeah, you know, Nicole was crying like a baby. Um, and it's, I mean, I just think that no matter um, what um what the reason is for a retirement um speech or anything like that it just it hits home um it and it's always going to hit home to the fans but um from a wrestler point of view um i i felt it even more so to be combined as a fan and as a fellow wrestler um i felt it and like it was awful and to, you know, aspire to be a wrestler um, in the game of backyard wrestling, um, it's it's just like professional wrestling. Um, we do things. Uh, we take crazy, scary bumps, um, but at the end of the day, um, whether we love someone or we hate them, we're all wrestlers and we're all one big happy family. And whether um, I knew you then, I know you now, and it, I couldn't imagine having to, um, to announce so suddenly that I had to retire. Um, so I relate a lot of my questions to my career, because over the past five years, I've had a lot of changes, setbacks, and such, um, and obviously any wrestler has um, motivating factors. So what are some of your motivating factors that kept you um, pushing through um, your entire wrestling career? I guess as I started out, it was that get better acting thing. Uh, it was trying to use what I was learning and apply it into the acting world. And so that was my big motivator at first until I started getting a passion for it. And I've always been someone who enjoys athletics and I enjoy acting. And it felt like a perfect amalgamation of the two with wrestling. So as I was going into it and these guys, I was wrestling Hunter X, Tyler Lee, uh, even Mike Crane, they all had years of experience on me. And so I get in that ring, and uh, I'm going to interrupt my statement with a funny story. One of the first times I got in a – it was a trampoline then. It was just a regular trampoline. I got into it, and I'm walking around. I I'm, I'm, can't remember what character I was being, but I was showing off to the crowd, quote-unquote, and – I turn around and get hit by a drop kick by Hunter. And when he did that, there was a hole in the trampoline that when I went through it, broke the entire trampoline. 
So the entire trampoline just collapsed on top of me. And I'm just laying on the ground. And one of the first times I stepped in the ring, it was that was uh we had to wait a couple months then to do any other wrestling because the I accident me and that dude accidentally broke his trampoline. Yeah. That that's a very memorable moment for me. But uh as I was saying, just going on from there, it just became this thing of it's a mix of the two things I love working out, athletics and acting. And so it just kind of became a love for mine, even in the down days. In the down days, I can look to acting and wrestling as two things. I can see myself doing, being able to be big in the future. That, that's, all, that's my end goal. My end goal is to be one, I want to be a household name, not only for the wrestling fans, but in the mainstream media as a Robert Downey Jr. or a Benedict Cumberbatch or a Chris Evans. I want to be that level of actor, but also be able to be held a household name more, I guess, in both things, more like The Rock. Mm-hmm. I want to do what The Rock did, be that wrestler, famous, and then do it better. So I guess my passion and my drive is I just never want to, I never want to quit. I want to do everything I can until I am written down in the history books. Well, you're definitely already in the history books of backyard wrestling, my dude. Um, hey. <laughs> um, everyone, my guests, um, no matter uh, their experience or um, um, this isn't going to just be for backyard wrestlers. Um, I plan on having a few fans here and there to um, join up on this, uh, this podcast. So um, for those people who are wanting to be uh, a wrestler or to start their own wrestling company, um, what's your advice to them? My advice is don't let no be an answer. No is a very powerful word, and so is yes. In acting, I've been told many, many, many times, and now I'm waiting for that one yes in acting. And then I pushed through there. And the same thing came with wrestling. DSW is not something that we thought of back in the summer of 2017. It wasn't something we just thought of and started doing. It'd been a thing we'd wanted to do since I joined wrestling, since I joined them in 2016. It was a two-year period of not doing it because we couldn't do it at this house or we didn't have this equipment. It was always a no. And we kept pushing and kept pushing. It was not that we got lucky. If we kept going for two years, waiting until someone said yes, then one day, after I've been bugging my uh, family about it for so long, they finally said, yes, you can do that recording wrestling at our house. And that was the moment DSW started. We got the ring down there. We 
then we immediately went. We bought everything we could. We did that a little bit before, but we bought everything we could by saving money because people said no to helping us buy this stuff. We did it on our own. We pushed through and we kept going until we heard yes. And when we heard yes, we worked and worked and worked. It's not about getting lucky. That that's again another big thing. I, I'm gonna relate a lot of this to acting. That's because that's that's kind of where my professionality lies. When it comes to acting, you're not waiting for uh somebody to give you an opportunity. You are going out there giving yourself a chance to be given an opportunity. You can't go out there and be better at wrestling by sitting on your couch and not watching wrestling and not thinking about wrestling. You can't do that. You're saying no to yourself right there. You have to go out and do that. Keep getting told no. Keep getting told you're not good enough until you do it, until you get yes, until you are wrestling at a level where you can face Dak Ryan and Hunter X and these big guys. You just keep pushing. I guess that would be my biggest piece of advice. Very motivational. Um, so finally, what can we expect to see from you this year? Expect a wild run. I, I like I said earlier, uh, I guess in part one, I have been given an offer to live out in L.A. and pursue an acting career. So that means I only have so much time this year to leave my mark on TBW if I accept going to L.A., which I'm really hoping I do. But again, that's still up in the air. But expect a wild rush where everything I'm doing is going to be at 150%. I've never won a world title. I've never won any title. So I'm. you can expect by whatever time I head to L.A., I'll either have won a championship or I'll put on consistently the best match of each and every show, even with Dak Ryan, even with Tyler Green, even with Hunter X on the card, and Tyler Lee in them. Um. I hope that everyone that's listening is ex- is excited as I am. Um, I know for a fact that you're going to bring um, a new flame to TBW that's never been seen before. Um, so I have one final question due to the fact that um, I am running short on time. What do you like to be, um, you know, would you like to come back for an uncut version of the Backyard Wrestling exclusive in the near future? Oh, that would be an absolutely amazing idea. I would love that more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just so we can sit down and chat um, and ask each other questions. um, uh, But I do appreciate you coming and um, answering the questions that I've had uh, brewing in my head for a really long time. Um, it's an honor to finally have talked to you, um, and that's not coming from the fangirl, Nicole, that's coming from (laughs) just Nicole Little, um, 
it's a huge honor. Um, so thank you, Samuel Clowney, for your time. Oh, thank you for so much for having me. I've been uh, having a lot of stuff on my chest to say and hearing, and I've met, and I've met you a little bit, but getting to talk to you was absolutely amazing. I can't wait for an uncut version where we can also learn a little bit more about uh, Nicole Little. Definitely. Um, I really enjoyed you um, as a guest. Um, you were amazing. Um, again, uh, to everyone listening, go follow Sam on Instagram and Twitter. Um, his links will be in the description of um, the YouTube video that will go up shortly. Um, also, if you don't mind, go and subscribe to uh, DSW and TBW's YouTube channels. Um, Sam, good luck in 2019. Um, thank you all for tuning in. That's Sam Clowney. I'm Nicole Little, and we are out.